Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Veteran political rabble-rouser George Galloway has secured a stunning victory in the Rochdale by-election. Galloway, one of the most divisive politicians in Britain, won almost 40% of the vote in a contest dominated by the conflict in Gaza. Keir Starmer's problems just got 100 times more serious. Labour is on notice that they have lost the confidence of millions of their voters. Galloway won over 12,000 votes. That's nearly 40% of the total, giving him a 5,690-vote majority. A surprise second place went to David Tully, a local businessman who stood as an independent, saying he would speak up for the town rather than use it as a vehicle for political ambition. Labour, that had abandoned its candidate Azhar Ali, finished in fourth place with just 7.7% of the vote, having held a near 10,000 majority in the constituency. It should have been a routine by-election win for Labour. So what went wrong, or what went right for Galloway? The people of Rochdale had no official Labour candidate to vote for, but they did have three former ones. There was one county councillor, Azar Ali, who was accused of anti-Semitism. Former Labour MP Simon Danchuk, who stood down after sexting a 17-year-old, and a relic from Labour's past, George Galloway, who suffered irrevocable reputational damage in 2006 when he pretended to be a cat on Celebrity Big Brother. Now, would you like me to be the cat? One fortnight before voters headed to the polls, a video emerged showing that Labour's candidate, Azar Ali, had expressed an anti-Semitic conspiracy theory that Israel allowed the 7th of October massacre to happen to give it a green light to invade Gaza. For two days, Labour stood by him. In fact, Shadow Cabinet Minister Nick Thomas-Simmons even said that Ali had fallen for an online conspiracy theory and that his apology was sufficient. 
Later, Shadow International Development Secretary Lisa Nandy even appeared alongside Ali at a scheduled campaign event. The party rallied behind him, claiming it had no choice but to support him as under electoral law it could not select an alternative candidate as it had surpassed the deadline to swap candidates on the 2nd of February. The delay, some say, owes itself to factional politics. Azhar Ali is not a Corbynite. He has spent his career working on inter-community relations. He was even an advisor to Tony Blair. He even stood behind Dame Louise Ellman when she was suffering extreme anti-Semitic abuse. For all intents and purposes, he was a Starmer ally. Certain information came to light over the weekend in relation to the candidate. There was a fulsome apology. Further information came to light yesterday calling for decisive action. So I took decisive action. It is a huge thing to withdraw support for a Labour candidate during the course of a by-election. It's a tough decision, a necessary decision. But when I say... The Labour Party has changed under my leadership. I mean it. And so Azhar Ali lost the support of central office. He had no canvases, posters or money usually supplied by the Labour Party. At his constituency office, the shutters were down. Phones were left off the hook. Canvases had gone home. Ali's campaign was left to drift off aimlessly like the Mary Celeste. Yet his name still appeared on the ballot as Labour candidate, much to the surprise of independent candidate Billy Howarth, who was not best pleased. I mean, he's on the ballot as a Labour candidate, isn't he? No, but he'll be, a, he's on the ballot, but he'll be, have the whip suspended if he wins, so he won't be a Labour so candidate. So if he wins, on day one he gets suspended from his own party. Yes. That's great luck for Rochdale, that, isn't it? That, that's just what we need. Dithering over Azhar Ali's by-election campaign has reignited Labour's anti-Semitism row and arguably even damaged Keir Starmer's public image. Research conducted by polling company Savanta showed 41% of the UK public still thinks the Labour Party has a problem with anti-Semitism. This is the highest of any major party, with even one-third of Labour voters believing the party has a problem. The polling was conducted after Labour belatedly withdrew their support for their Rochdale candidate following his remarks about Israel. The public is split on whether Keir Starmer has done a good job in dealing with allegations of anti-Semitism in the party. According to the research, 31% think he has, but 30% think he has done a bad job. Rather opportunistically, the Tories have seized Starmer's indecision on Azhar Ali's suspension, particularly at Prime Minister's questions. If he wants to talk about former leaders and predecessors, the whole whole country knows his record because he sat there while anti-Semitism ran rife in this party and not once but twice backed a man who called Hamas friends, Mr Speaker. But to their credit, to their credit, the Shadow Chancellor, the Shadow Home Secretary and indeed the Shadow Foreign Secretary refused to back the former Labour leader. But he didn't because he's spineless, hopeless and utterly shameless. Mr Speaker, Mr Speaker, I've changed my party for the better. He is being changed by his party. When eight members of Labour's shadow cabinet were dismissed in November after calling for a ceasefire in Gaza, some voters felt they were left disenfranchised. While Labour's position is now to call for an immediate humanitarian ceasefire, a vacuum persists. 
That space, some in the constituency say, was left open for George Galloway to capitalise on. In fact, his own campaign manager, James Giles, even seemed to allude to this in an interview with the Not Andrew Marr Show on YouTube. When I first heard those comments, uh, I didn't first hear the retraction. I heard the original comments. I thought, my goodness, he's uh, trying to win back favour among the Muslim vote, um, who, of course, feel most passionately uh, in Rochdale about the issue of Israel-Palestine. George Galloway saw immense vocal and public support in Rochdale. He was even attracting support from former leader of the BNP, Nick Griffin, who on Thursday told voters to get out and vote for Galloway, an endorsement Galloway has rejected. I spoke to investigative and war journalist John Sweeney about Galloway's possible motivations for standing in this particular by-election. There's a guy called Ilyescu. Ilyescu is dead now, but he was the president of Romania after Ceausescu was uh, shot dead uh, after his brutal and cruel regime, which collapsed in the final act of the kind of revolutions of 1989. I'm a young reporter on The Observer, and I cover the Romanian Revolution. I cross Romania on uh, Christmas Day, 1989. And I'm writing a book about Ceausescu in June 1990. Iliescu, there are big protests because Iliescu is just another commie dictator very much in the footsteps of uh, Ceausescu. And there's a lot of good people, a lot of students, Democrats, who are protesting against this, this guy, who's just another member of the old regime. And there is, uh, Iliescu sends in the secret police and gets some thugs, miners from the pits, they, uh, they're given carte blanche, and they beat and they kill people. And there is a massive, terrifying stage secret police kind of pogrom of the Democrats. And I run for my life over. And I get to the hotel Intercon, which is the main base of international journalists. And, I, and, I'm, and I've been jumping over people who've fallen over and I'm running for my life. And there's George Galloway. He's still drinking at that point in his life. It's June 1990, smoking a cigar. And he says, oh, I don't buy the media line on this. And I go, what the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck? Anyway. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. So Galloway wrote a book which essentially sided with Ilescu, and I think the then Romanian government bought quite a few copies of that book. Then again, he goes on to 
he goes to Iraq. Now, Iraq is a, a nightmarish problem for the whole world. But Saddam Hussein is unbelievably cruel. He gasses the Kurds. He gasses the Shia Muslims. He tortures people. He's ferociously cruel. And, and the West tries to deal with him and the, imposes sanctions. And there's George Galloway. Sir, we, you know, we salute you. What he's doing here is finding a story where if you're a bit thick, you can see that the West is doing something which is harmful, but not properly understanding why. And what the West is trying to do is to address something that's clearly wrong, which was Saddam's regime. And instead, you just look at the, the Western action without looking and understanding the big picture. And there's Galloway, fluent as ever, but siding with the great dictator. What he's doing now is he's kind of weaponizing the fear and anxieties, and they are perfectly reasonable of many, many um, um, Britons who happen to be Muslim who side with the Palestinians, who worry that what's happening in um, Israel-Palestine right now is very dark indeed. And he's kind of going, going for those people. Uh, well, he is seeking to be their champion. But I'll tell you what will end up. The only person who will be properly served will be George Galloway. These ideas were reflected by several voters I spoke to, including Andrew here. Galloway has campaigned on a very sectarian basis. He's appealed to a sort of a sectarian vote. He's gone for the Muslim vote and he's campaigned not on Rochdale issues, but he's campaigned on the basis of Gaza and to a lesser extent Kashmir. And he's not shown any interest in the neighbourhoods of Rochdale who he claims he wants to represent. I think Galloway has operated like a traditional old-fashioned American televangelist, grifting for dollars. And that's what he's done. I've seen a clip of Galloway on social media where he's actually preaching outside a mosque in Rochdale. And he's actually said, when you meet your maker on Judgment Day, he will ask you what you did for Gaza. So that, to me, is the worst kind of sort of Victorian hand melodramatic stuff. Uh, I'm going to vote for Simon Danchuk. I don't think Simon Danchuk was a good candidate because he's got a reputation for sexual impropriety. But in terms of the candidates who are campaigning for Rochdale, and Labour, of course, are an irrelevance because they picked someone who turned out to be um, an inappropriate candidate, not respectable. Um, so Labour are an irrelevance in this election. They, they'll win at the general election. They, they'll retake Rochdale, but they're an irrelevance here, obviously. So I'm going to vote for... for Simon Danchuk, because he's campaigning on Rochdale issues. He, he's actually got a sense of what this town needs, where it's going. Um, Galloway's campaigning on a platform of rank sectarianism. I want to appeal to the Muslim vote. I think the, the sizable Muslim vote in Rochdale can be treated as a block vote. Uh, and they're interested in Gaza and, to a lesser extent, Kashmir. Reform candidate Simon Danchuk was pretty furious about Galloway when I spoke to him. He told me he was running on a platform to become the MP of Gaza, having previously been the MP of Baghdad, presumably alluding to his split from the Labour Party back in 2003 when he was a vocal critic of the Iraq war. 
and he wasn't working to be the MP for Rochdale. Galloway's come to Rochdale, uh, the Galloway circus has rolled into town and he's speaking to a small vocal minority about Gaza and he hopes that that will uh, get him over the line and he can win the by-election. He's a chancer, as he has been in many other constituencies, but the reality is the vast majority of the silent majority in this town uh, want an MP who will focus on the real key issues that are faced in Rochdale and that's what I'm going to concentrate on. Uh, I think Galloway's got it completely wrong. I think he's, um, he's gone from being known as the uh, MP for Baghdad Central when he uh, was uh, uh, seen as uh, supporting tyrants and now he's hoping to become the MP for Gaza uh, supporting terrorists. That's not what Rochdale wants. We want an MP that's going to put Rochdale first and that's the ticket I'm standing on in this by-election. And one final candidate, William Howarth. It's volatile. Uh, there's a divide here uh, with the rhetoric of some of the other candidates. Um, it's become a circus now. This, this has not become a Rochdale by-election. It feels more like a Palestine by-election. That last candidate you heard from is Billy, or William Howarth. He was the independent candidate fighting on a one-mandate platform to shine light on the Rochdale grooming scandal, where girls aged between 13 and 15 were trafficked, prostituted, raped and assaulted by a gang. Nine men who abused girls as young as 13 were convicted over a child sex grooming ring, guilty of 21 counts of sexual abuse over a two-year period. It's been buried, it certainly has. Uh, there was a recent GMCA review saying that the children of the groomers, the girls who were groomed were left at the mercy of the hands of the groomers knowingly to the council and Greater Manchester Police. I believe someone there is accountable. It's all accountable action. You've been working on this for years. This has been like one of your life's projects. So tell me a little bit about the sort of the lay of the land. So where did things happen? Where is it concentrated? Where were the issues? So it's widespread. It's right across the town. It's every council estate in Rochdale that's got survivors who live on it. Um, the main area it's done is passing through the area behind me, which is deeplish. Um, taxis, so on, takeaways, definitely we were accused of doing these things and convicted of these things. Later in our interview, Billy showed me the sort of literature being pumped out by the Galloway election team. So we've noticed that uh, there's, I've got one leaflet that goes through every door with the same policies, nothing changes. It's not what I'm seeing from other candidates like George Galloway, who's got one leaflet for aiming for the Muslim residents of the town and another leaflet for the white members of the town. Billy is showing me two different leaflets distributed on behalf of George Galloway. One of them is green, white, red and black, the colours of the Palestinian flag. In big bold lettering it reads, The people of Gaza don't have a vote in this election. You do. It goes on to tell its reader that this election is a straight choice between George, who will fight for Palestine, and the people of Rochdale and Keir Starmer, who will fight for Israel. Billy shows me a second piece of literature. It's on plain white card, and it's talking about the Rochdale grooming gangs. Billy tells me that the former was posted through quote-unquote majority Muslim parts of the constituency, the latter in the again quote-unquote white areas. Now all of this is anecdotal evidence and denied by the Galloway team. Rochdale is an old mill town. It was once home to the world's premier cotton processing centres, but in recent years it's been plagued by a government unwilling to fund it. Deprivation levels are high. 
In fact, according to Poverty Action's Monitor report, 28% of children in Rochdale are still living in poverty. In fact, as discussed by Liberal Democrat candidate Ian Donaldson, the situation is so bad here that a two-year-old child was pronounced dead last January, owing to a respiratory condition caused by exposure to mould in his Rochdale home. Another big issue in the area is the housing, and we've seen a combination of not enough uh, affordable housing, not enough social housing, and also some of the social housing we've got has been in dire condition. Um, we all, all saw the sad case of the young lad who um, you know, died due to the mould in the house last year, and those sort of conditions are conditions I've fought against all my life. I think one of the biggest factors in terms of the poverty here is the actual employment situation is difficult. You only need to walk down um, Drake Street here to into Rochdale itself to see so many empty shops, so many buildings unused, and we've got to try encouraging people back into Rochdale. Part of this circus that has dwarfed normal electoral proceedings in Rochdale this by-election is this running theme of candidates finding themselves disowned by their parties. The Green Party, like Labour, disowned its candidate Guy Otten over an old social media post about Muslims and the conflict in Gaza. The Greens then started campaigning for independent candidate Mark Coleman, a retired vicar and just-stop oil activist who has previously been jailed for non-violent direct action. We are nearing the end of this podcast and we've hardly spoken about the Conservative candidate Paul Ellison. The Tories have been accused by party insiders of effectively giving up on by-elections. A generous reading would be that knowing a general election is to follow later this year, there isn't much point in pumping money into campaigns right now. Perhaps a more apt reading of this situation is given by insiders who say there's simply no point in campaigning when a quick glance at the polls suggests they know they can't win. And look... Let's bring in that well-worn line that's been missing so far. Governments simply do not win by-elections. They are protest votes. So far, Rishi Sunak's Conservatives have recorded some of the worst by-election defeats since the Second World War, and polling expert John Curtis has even said the party could record the worst outcome in its entire history at the next election. Top of the agenda for bruised Labour advisers this morning will be to work out what on earth went wrong and what can they do to prevent a repeat across their other safe seats. For one, I'm sure insiders will be asking themselves why they rushed a selection process after the death of the former MP Sir Tony Lloyd. It should be noted they did not even wait until he'd had his funeral to start the next selection process. Starmer's more immediate problem is Galloway's return to the House of Commons. The Labour leader might have just gotten through last week's ceasefire debacle in the chamber, but will he be in for a tougher ride now that Galloway is able to put pressure on his former party from inside the Commons? I want to tell Mr Starmer above all that the plates have shifted tonight. This is going to spark a movement, a landslide, a shifting of the tectonic plates in scores of parliamentary constituencies. Hey. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 